Get out of humans. What's a good way? Chris Fundy here with Freddy as Alex for another edition of Wrestling All Style. Alex, how are you, friend? Ahoy there! Is that is that appealing to any potential crossover listeners? Yes, we might have a few new humans listening to the podcast. So I suppose uh, we might do a little bit of an introduction at first because I had a guest appearance on uh, the Up Next podcast talking MCW Brewery Brawl. Uh, if you're a patron of theirs, it's in their feed uh, for $5 or above backers. Yeah, go check it out, humans. Yeah, it was a, was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I recorded at 2 a.m. And <laughs> Alex, would you like to record at 2 a.m. tomorrow? <laughs> I think that's yeah. a no. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if that happened, I would have to take permanent residency on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> I would be on the S list, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, So I suppose um, a brief introduction. Um, Alex and I met back in primary school. We've been friends for the better part of 20 years. Uh, Alex is actually the one who introduced me to wrestling back in primary school. Um, And whilst I'm a lot more sort of um, work rate uh, minded, Alex is a lot more... uh, storyline i suppose orientated and has a good uh memory for wrestling history yes uh quickly come up with a question for me to answer about wrestling history oh geez um put me on the spot here <laughs> yeah um so we just watched the uh free for all of SummerSlam 90 uh yeah 96 do you know what the main event was of 96 Shawn Michaels and Vader. Was it for a title? Yes. WWF World? Yep. Okay. Uh, it is the match that Shawn Michaels went backstage and said, uh-uh, about Vader backstage to Vince. And that was pretty much it for Vader's push. Poor Vader. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I suppose um, there you anything go, else you want to say? about yourself or should I sort of say what we do here? Yeah. So, so Chris sort of explained it pretty well there. He is very much a bell to bell guy. I love the over the top characters. Like one of his all time favorite wrestlers is Bret Hart. Uh, X-Pac, Sean Waltman. One of my all time favorite wrestlers is Psycho Sid Vicious. (laughs) So that tells you where our loyalties lie. Um, you still need to update your Twitter banner to put Sid in the Carlton jumper. I do. I do, actually. Yeah. I'll note that down now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with Sid Vicious. I'm currently standing in front of, like, three Sid Vicious items that are autographed. I am also a wrestling... Uh, memorabilia slash toy collector, bit of a geek like that. Um, yeah, if if you guys listen to this show and like this show today, check out some of our other, uh, I guess, podcast series that we do, such as Fallout Down Under, where we review shows, just randomly pick shows, either internationally or domestic for us Aussies. Or just go check out Fruity's Ultimate Game Show, My Pride and Joy, um, where 
I book for WCW in the Monday Night Wars. Chris books for the WWF. We drafted a certain amount of Hall of Famers and we just brought in a heap of other wrestlers from a supplemental draft. It is crazy fun. Uh, Just some great storytelling and we get to work our creative juices a little bit. So it's good fun. I really recommend that. Yeah, so we... um... Yeah, as Alex mentioned, the Freeze Element game show is sort of Alex's pride and joy there. We do uh, Fallout Down Under, where twice a month we'll do at least one uh, Aussie or Kiwi classic show, one international show, um, and occasionally a documentary. Uh, We also do uh, top tens or top five matches in uh, the Thunderstorm series. We um, talk Aussie and Kiwi wrestling on a month-by-month basis. yeah, we actually do a lot now that I'm looking at. We do um, R Block, which is um, just us having a bit of fun picking out some New Japan uh, tournament brackets, and then the overall winner of the year gets a, a little sub prize for the uh, Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. Yeah, I won it last year. I was able to bring in five wrestlers onto my roster. I brought in Vince McMahon, Ken Shamrock, The Undertaker, Kane, and The Rock. So there's big implications. Yeah, and as well as that, we've um, also talked some stuff that's non-wrestling related, like uh, Macho Man's Be A Man album from 2003 in our Outside The Ring series. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and a lot more like we've just started a uh, a watch-along series as well. The first episode of that dropped uh, last week. So, yeah, we do roughly uh, three episodes a week. I must say I work a full-time job. Alex works a full-time job. This is our part-time hobby. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we try to keep on schedule as best we can. Sometimes work and family uh, comes first. Yeah, and if we fall behind in schedule... One random day, your podcast will feed will probably just pop up with like six episodes of something. <laughs> we make it up to you instantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I suppose uh, sort of any big podcasters you listen to overseas or anything like that that you want to um, list off, I suppose, before we get to our show for any new listeners who have an idea what we listen to. Yeah. Um... Well, obviously, to appease the crossover crowd, I am a pretty much day one lister of Braden Harrington when him and Agnew started up their podcast back in the day. And I still, you know, listen to his shows from time to time with Davey. I'm a big post-wrestling, post-Mark, big fan of John and Way, pretty much Live Audio Wrestling was pretty much the first wrestling podcast I kind of stumbled upon to. And I'm a big fan of RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk. That's a great podcast. I've been on it once. Going to try to get on it again soon, hopefully. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, uh, I listen to all sorts of stuff. Like, I listen to all the Conrad podcasts and... Uh, I'm a big, big fan of the major wrestling figure podcast with the former Kurt Hawkins and former Zack Ryder, Brian Myers, Matt Cardona. Jeez, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, for myself, um, a lot of the the former law family. So you've got your uh, Braden Harrington, um, David Portman, the up next guys, and their um, affiliates there, John Ceno, who does um, a lot of work with them. The post wrestling guys, John and Way, and all their friends there. Um, Sunday night's main event, I listen to as well. Um, the Observer um, series of um, podcasts, I listen to them from time to time. And yeah, that's sort of the major international ones I listen to. There's a few others here and there that I'll um, try to check out if there's either a big story or if there's something going on that week. Yeah. Um, I also listen to like non wrestling podcasts like the Auntie Donna podcast, the com- comedy group Auntie Donna, and they do like improv half hours every week and my dad wrote a pornos a fantastic series to check out i don't know we're giving out free plugs here i guess yeah shout out everyone (laughs) yeah yeah but that sort of gives you an inside look at what our tastes are um yeah i can be a lot more off the cuff a little bit crass from time to time i guess and Chris Thunder is a very good boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, lastly, before we move on, I suppose, uh, what sort of uh, shows do we watch? Like uh, what wrestling, either domestically, overseas, do we watch at the moment? Yeah, so I'm an unapologetic, like massive fan of AEW. Mind you, it took them about eight months to completely win me over um i still watch raw i still occasionally check out smackdown i occasionally check out nxt i still watch all the pay-per-views i check out impact if something big's on which we'll talk about later i guess oh yeah Uh, i've actually been watching nwa power since it returned but i've been keeping that on the down low (laughs) Because uh, it's not very interesting. <laughs> um, Chris Masters is your national champion. That's about the only interesting thing that happened. The Master Lock guy? Yeah. Well, maybe he'll be uh, opening a forbidden door to challenge one Bobby later. Well, the, well, I did listen to oh, another podcast I listened to, Chris Van Vliet, Insight with Chris Van Vliet. Fantastic. Like, he just interviews wrestlers. And he had Chris Adonis, Chris Masters on. And Chris is like, oh, Chris Van Vliet's like, so what did you think about Bobby Lashley using the full Nelson, the hurt lock and all that? And Chris Masters is like, well, Bobby Lashley was the first guy to break the master lock. Of course he should use it. I have no issues with it. So I, I love that fantasy booking. Give us the Masters, master lock versus the hurt lock. Yeah, absolutely. Be be stupid not to. Um, anything else you want to list off there? Yeah, like listen, uh, I watched like Aussie wrestling, uh, PWA, Black Label, Right City Wrestling, Melbourne Melbourne City Wrestling, Deathmatch Down Under are pretty much my main methods of consumption of Australian wrestling at the moment. You watch a lot more than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Oh, New Japan, how do I forget? Um, because it's I've, forgettable at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I've sort of dropped off of it 
lately, unfortunately. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, I'll watch random stuff. I'm a big GCW Game Changer Wrestling fan. I'm all about MDK all day, baby. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that'll do, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, for myself, I still watch WWE. I don't know why. No, no one does. No one watches WWE because they're excited to watch it. Everyone watches it out of habit. Yeah, so I watch NXT the most uh, because of my work. Smackdown from time to time. Raw, I mostly just have on in the background, and I've gone out of the habit of taking notes, just trying to see if anything actually sticks, and it doesn't because we're recording this just after Raw. Yeah, like, what, an hour after Raw finished, and I I can't remember what happened an hour ago? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did watch 205 Live for the longest time, but that show, that show's done. Main event is nothing. NXT UK has the occasional good match on it, but other than that, it's sort of, nothing at the moment um new japan i'm a big fan of i've just dropped off recently including new japan strong it's just sort of their last year of um booking the world title in new japan has been very uh i don't know if it's short-sighted or just questionable booking given given where we are today I think they they always come up with these major plans for it and then they just change their mind. That's what it feels like. Yeah, but this is the thing we didn't get from New Japan for ages and we we're getting from Vince where one day like Cesaro had like a four-week push and then the next morning he woke up and Cesaro looked at him funny and catering and he was like, back to main event. Yep. Um, Ring of Honor, I still watch occasionally. Um, NWA Power is now behind a paywall on Fight. It's not free on YouTube anymore. No, no, it's not. I'd like to check it out, but you saying it's not great at the moment doesn't really make me want to um, fork over of money for that. Uh, let's see, what else is there? AEW, I'll watch Dynamite. There's no other way in the world I'm going back to watch Elevation or Dark because those shows are way too long in length and they have way too many matches. Dark Elevation's good. I will say that. (laughs) Do you want me to start adding that to the wrap every week? No. No, (laughs) because I'm not going to watch it every single week, but every time I've watched it, I've actually kind of enjoyed it, except for the first episode, funny enough. Wasn't that the one that was like two hours? Yeah. How long was the the last one you watched? Uh, an hour and a half. Yeah, that's still too long. Yeah, they do a lot more storyline-based things on Dark Elevation, like sit-down interviews, stuff like that, which I enjoy. It's just a break from match after match after match. Yeah, which is good. Um, then, let's see, where else was I going? Oh, yeah. NWATNA. Global Force Wrestling Anthem Mel presents Impact Wrestling. 
Yeah, I'll check it out occasionally. Yeah. Um, we were, this is a funny thing because during the pandemic, we both got back onto Impact and we were really high on it for the longest time. And then they brought in AEW and we we're just like, oh, okay, they're doing this now. Where's this going? That's what we'll talk about today. Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 Um, as you guys will find out, uh, some of the stuff we're probably not going to be as high on. We're trying to keep it like a um, a very blank, unbiased opinion. So we hope you enjoy. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty infamous with uh, by now for making very controversial takes about how much I hate something. So get prepared for that today. Yeah. <laughs> so um. Yeah, thanks for checking us out, new listeners, new humans. Uh, Please we'll... stay. <laughs> <laughs> Please, be my woo-woo. <laughs> be my friend. Uh, Listen to Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. Start from, like, I don't know. No, just go back and listen to my Starcade. It was really good. <laughs> go back to episode one. It's only, let's see how long the playlist says it is in the archive. <laughs> Because this is always fun. Oh, it hasn't tallied up all the tracks. How rude. Oh, would have. Silly SoundCloud. Yeah. But yeah, we do have a bit of fun on here. Um, oh, there you are. It's only 30 hours, 8 minutes, and 48 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Why aren't you back listening to the entire catalogue of Fruity's Ultimate Game Show? <laughs> Yeah, um, I've recently listened to all of them back so I can take little statistic notes for the Freddy's Ultimate Game Show. It was quite an endeavour, <laughs> just because I hate hearing my own voice. Oh, yeah, but it's good fun. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, I just spend my own like free time just writing down storyline ideas and stuff like that. If I see a good angle on a TV show, I'll just take note of it. <laughs> oh, there is one angle I want you to add in because um, during the uh, brewery brawl review, Davy and Braden were quite high on it. So I'm thinking you should add that Scottish rules match from MCW Brewery Brawl into the uh, twist pool. Already got it jotted down for a potential Steve Austin versus Sandman match. <laughs> Well, yep. well ahead of me. <laughs> Always oh, there, mate. <laughs> but I suppose, speaking of NXT, uh, one of the two newest signees happened to pop up on TakeOver Night Deliver. Yes. Uh, uh, so I suppose this is a bit more your boy. You can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, Maddie Wahlberg, the 21st century success story. Uh, a guy that got robbed from Merge at Australian Survivor Champions versus contender, Contenders. Um, he got robbed of making Merge. Goddamn Champions Alliance. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, uh, damn you, Pia Miranda and that lady that runs Boost Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. I suppose you should talk more about his... Oh, no. Well, we might as well talk about this. 
Survivor and wrestling. We need to do this one day <laughs> outside yeah. the ring. Yeah, we've got to do like, I don't know, like elimination episodes of every Survivor contestant that's been a wrestler. So we okay. could do uh, like the, uh, I guess if we did Johnny Fairplay, we can't do the elimination episode. We have to do the lying about the grandma episode. We have to. Um, yeah. But like but, John Morrison, his elimination is like one of the best survivor eliminations. Oh, yeah. Also a survivor mark, <laughs> in case you can't tell. But um, I suppose you t- should uh, talk more about Warburg's in ring career. <laughs> yeah, he's got an MMA background. He's got a great love for American sports. He's got incredible athletic and an incredible athletic background. Uh, just such a great natural athlete. He's so charismatic. He's great on the stick. He is one to keep an eye out for. If, if any of you listeners here are from America and don't know much about the Aussie scene, this guy's been carving it up for the past couple of years. Um, yeah, and where was he on TakeOver, in case anyone didn't notice? Yeah, he was one of the security guards hanging out with Cool Kyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he, he, he got his payday early. Yeah, exactly. And then it was just announced officially this week that Matty Wahlberg and Steph DeLander have signed with NXT. Steph DeLander, another PWA Black Label alumni. uh, MCW alumni. Yeah, MCW alumni. Same goes for Matty Wahlberg, I guess. Um, Steph DeLander, like... She is. She has the potential to be the next Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's a tall, strong powerhouse, and she can work, and she is agile as all heck. Yeah, yeah, that's really true too. Um, also, the first MCW Women's Champ. Uh, not last year, you but yeah, late twenty nineteen until uh February twenty twenty. Yeah, and I believe she was in my Australian match of the year that we voted on last year against well, Jessica Troy. So uh Alex's international match of the year uh from PWA Rick South for the boys, Jessica Troy versus Steph Delander, the cage match for the PWWA title. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to find that, if they ever put it up on YouTube, watch it. It is just a work of art. I'll note that down. That might be for free on their YouTube. Oh, man, that could be a watch-along episode. Oh, we're booking the territory on the fly here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, but um, somebody who should do really well, because as I go back, look at our um, domestic wrestlers, um, where is it? Rookie uh, Rising Stars of the Year for domestic wrestling. Like in 2019, Alex had picked Matty Wahlberg and I'd picked Steph Delander. So that sort of um <laughs> shows you right, uh, roughly where the, the money was. And I know I've run into the Up Next Boys a few times for their uh, end of year awards show and going, oh yeah, this person will be good if they come over from Australia. I think I said, 
Uh, might have been Bronson and Indy in one year, and then within 12 months, they were both over there. Yeah. The crazy thing is when Indy was on the Aussie scene, I wasn't as high on her as, as you were. Yeah. But since she came to NXT, she's won me over even more. Yeah. So yeah. I suppose one little last thing to uh, to finish off our little introductory for the new humans here. Would you like me to list off all the uh, notable Aussies and Kiwis in international companies at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need a bit of a refresher on that. So at the moment in AEW, there is no one currently signed, sadly. No, I but think... they did bring in Australian Suicide at one point. Yeah, and Shaz has wrestled there also, as I was just about to note. Um, I think if the pandemic hadn't have happened because Shazza was going over for so long, she might have had a chance. Uh, yeah. We look over to Ring of Honor, currently signed but back in Australia, Adam Brooks, Slex, and Kellyanne. Yeah. And uh, that, that could be three champions right there for Ring of Honor. Yeah. Like, like you, you could easily put the Ring of Honor world title on Slex, put the TV title on Brooksy, women's title on Kellyanne. Yeah, well, when they do open up the borders again and she can get over there, she will be a high, um, high perspective in their women's division. Yeah, I, I see her being like the spotlight wrestler for the women's division. Yeah, I, I 100% agree there. Over to Impact. Uh, currently, we see Tennille Dashwood, the lone Aussie in the promotion. I think she'll have some iconic mates there very soon. Yeah, because uh, free agents, Jesse McKay and Casey Cassidy, the former Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, their, uh, their non-compete date sort of lines up with Bound for Glory again this year. Yeah, well, Impact's smart at least for... For doing that. Um, like, yeah, booking the, a show at the end of the non-compete thing. Bravo. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the New Zealand representatives, Aaron Hanare, Bad Luck Farley, and Jay White, along with Aussies, Mikey Nichols and Robbie Eagles. Yeah. Uh, we got some pretty good talent, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then closing it out in WWE, this also includes NXT, uh, oh, US, God. UK, and both performance centers. So there is Rhea Ripley, Buddy Murphy, Slapjack, the former Shane Fawn, Brendan Vink, the former Tony Modra, Bronson Reed, uh, Dakota Kai, Indy Hartwell, Tony Storm, uh, Daniel Vidot, and the two newest signees, Matty Warburg and Steph DeLander. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, well, that's heaps. Yeah, so I was mentioning to um, Davey and Braden on the um, Ballroom Brawl review saying that when me and you were growing up, there wasn't really any Aussies. And then 2002, 2003, there was Nathan Jones and then no Aussies again really until... Uh, Emma, uh, Tennille Dashwood on NXT yeah. US, and that was sort of the first time we'd really seen Aussies again on an international stage to that degree. Yeah. 
Yeah, and let's not forget Emma is the forgotten founding mother, I guess, of the women's evolution. Yeah. They always credit Paige. Paige had to have been wrestling someone, right? Revisionist history. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, so at the moment there's 22 Aussies and Kiwis either signed uh, internationally or, um, yeah, so there's 20 signed and two free agents who were just released. That that's crazy to think. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit of an insight. Um, what we do, bit of fun. Uh you wanna get started on some rap with some NXT. Alrighty. Yep. Get out the round bread. Let's uh chop up some lettuce and some tomatoes, maybe some tabbouleh, slice off some beef. Let's have a wrap. <laughs> Alrighty then. So we go NXT uh, from the Performance Center. Matches saw LA Knight defeat Dexter Loomis. A tag team match of the Grizzled Young veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson, defeat Breezango, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. A singles match where Saray defeats Zoe Stack. An NXT Cruiserweight tag team, uh, Cruiserweight title match, sorry. Kushida the champ defeats Oni Lorcan. Uh, a tag team match where Imperium Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel with Alexander Wolfe defeat Everrise, Chase Parker and Matt Marnell. And in the main event, Kyle O'Reilly defeats Cameron Grimes in about 13 minutes. Kyle O'Reilly's promo at the start of this show can please, can someone send me a men in black, like mind eraser things so I can pretend it never happened. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, what a goof. I don't know what they're doing with the women's division because Zoe Stack beat Tony Storm on uh, one of the takeover pre-shows. Zoe Stark did too. <laughs> what did I say? Stack. But uh, Yeah, that's my, um. what do you call it? Um, is it dyslexia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. showing yeah. up again. <laughs> but um, yeah. It shows Zoe... up time to time. But Zoe, uh, yeah, gets a pre-show takeover win and then loses on TV again. I I don't know what they're doing with her. Are they trying to build her up or is she just sort of, uh, we'll put her out there for a 10-minute match? I think they built her up so she could lose to Saray. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because they want Saray to be like the big new thing. So I think that was their their method of thinking there. I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah, nor nor do I. Um Chris White title match I enjoyed. What about yourself? Yeah, that was good. Um I love everything involving Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. <laughs> I think it's such a good storyline. It's so much fun. I think Johnny Gargano has been so great these past few months. I haven't talked enough about that on the rap, how much I've enjoyed his stuff. And uh, Cameron Grimes has been a highlight every week too. Besides that, not too much else stands out for me. Is it bad that I'm looking at the results here and I can't figure out who the... 
um, tag team champs are at the moment? Um, it's MSK because they came out and helped Kushida. Oh, that's that. right. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. Um, thumbs up for myself, NXT this week. Um, I recommend the Cruiserweight match and the main event, O'Reilly versus Grimes. What about yourself? Yeah, I recommend those exact same two matches, but I mainly recommend any time Cameron Grimes has a microphone, any time Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, or Indy Hartwell are interacting. Yes, more Aussies on TV. Yes. Give us Vink. Yes. What they need to do is bring out Tony Modra and play him at full forward. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to stop on that. I'm pretty sure that Tony Modra thing was a troll. Because <laughs> it's not like he's changed his, like, Twitter handle or anything. Yeah, he's changed it all back now. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, I think it's all a troll. I think uh... it, it... Yeah. No one gets it, though. We've got probably international listeners today, so don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, good show this week. Um, do you have any idea of the ratings off the top of your head for the second Tuesday? Third Tuesday? Second, I believe. Yeah, it was 850-something thousand. So, so they, they went up They went up 45 or something, 45,000. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Ah, very good. What about Dynamite? Do you know what their viewership was? I do. It was 1.1 million. Ooh. So they lost 100,000, but but they had Mike Tyson on that 1.2 million shows. So I'm not surprised that they dropped. I'm very surprised that was still fairly well over a million. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So Dynamite this week uh, from Daily Space. Uh, results were Adam Page defeat Ricky Starks with Hook in Starks' corner, Penta Alzira Medo with Alex Abrahamatis. Alex Abrahamatis. <laughs> yes. Uh, defeated Trent with Orange Cassidy in his corner. For the AEW Women's World title, Hikaru Shida defeated Tay Conti. Uh, a singles match of QT Marshall with Aaron Solo and Nick Comin- Comentaro. Nick Comerado. <laughs> I'm getting better, I swear. <laughs> uh, defeated Billy Gunn. So QT Marshall defeats Billy Gunn. Uh, that's event. pronounced Kip Sop, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think you pronounced it wrong. It's cute Kip. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Christian Cage defeats Powerhouse Hobbs. And in the main event for the AEW TNT title, Darby Allen with Sting, the champion, defeated Lucha Boy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Lucha Boy. Kalisto's indie gimmick. <laughs> with uh, L- Luchasaurus in his corner. Go, Alex. Yeah, Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus, yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, that sorry. was great. That was great. That was perfect. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, Ricky Starks and Hangman Page was a fantastic opener. Hook, got my eye on him. Got my eye on Hook. He seems like he's got something. Uh, Penta's got a new entrance. That's cool. We got a promo with MJF replying on behalf of the Pinnacle to the Inner Circle and Chris Jericho. And Wardlow basically called out Chris Jericho for stuffing up his promo a couple of weeks ago, which was great. Like Wardlow was fantastic on the mic for that segment. Um, Shader versus Conti was really good, I thought. Uh, right gal won, as much as I think Ty Conti is almost ready for a title run. I think... Conti is not the person to beat Shida, especially when Shida's almost at a year. Let her get to a year and let Britt beat her. Britt yeah, beat her. I agree. Um, really good women's match on TV again. Something we were sort of harping on about last year where the NWA women's champion was coming in, having really good matches, and then all the AEW women weren't having as good matches. It's The division's really turned around, and it's putting on good matches now weekly yeah yeah definitely i think any criticism people had of the aw women's division before was justified now not justified yeah i agree um darby allen uh versus jungle boy yeah uh lucha boy was fantastic in this match uh um uh, I thought Jungle Boy was great in this. Darby Allen was great. This is it's a match featuring the future of your company, basically. Like these are the guys that I see carrying the company in ten years' time. I think they will have to change Jungle Boy's name when he gets a bit more grizzled. <laughs> yeah, just put him under a mask and call him Lucha Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just had to call him Jungle Jack or whatever JR accidentally calls him every week. Uh, uh, yeah, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah, or but occasionally he's... calls him Jungle Jack as well, which I think is actually a great name. <laughs> but he's come out before and said he doesn't uh, find it because it's like um, that's who he is and he doesn't want people to forget um, who his dad was and that because his dad loved wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It, it was at one point on the indie scene the Jungle Boy kind of kayfabed that, but after his father unfortunately passed, he's been more embracing to it, which is cool. I think Darby Allen and Jungle Boy are just on another level at the moment, and they're so young still. So God knows how good Jungle Boy's going to get. Yeah. Yeah, he he is definitely the future of the company. Darby is definitely someone who's the future of the company. Hobbs. Um, Hobbs, so Tay good. Conti. Yep. Uh, Starks. Starks. Hangman. Hangman's young as hell, too. Like, people tend to forget that because he's been floating around for a while now. Yeah. These, these are all the, the people you can build um, five years' time. Britt as well, who... Uh, didn't have a match tonight, but is someone who could be a key focal yeah. point of your women's division for the next five years. Yeah, well, they 
after the Tay Conti match, like Brett comes out and just points at the video screen, like showing off that she'd moved to number one on the rankings because of Ty's loss. I thought that was great. I'm yeah. so excited for Brett to win the title. Well, you do know it is pointing season after all. It is. It is. <laughs> um, really good episode, Dynamite. Uh, thumbs up for me. Oh, by the way, thumbs up for NXT. I thought it was good. Um, yeah. Thumbs up thumbs up for Dynamite as well. Been very positive today, I guess. Yeah, we're not, not normally, but uh, I suppose we'll <laughs> get there soon. Um, <laughs> as we go across to Friday Night Smackdown. All righty. Oh, gosh. Uh, so it started off tag team match of Cesaro and Daniel Bryan defeating Jay Uso and Seth Rollins, a singles match of Tamina with Natalia in her corner, defeating Nia Jax with Shayna Baszler and Reginald in her corner, a Intercontinental Championship match where Apollo Crews with Commander Aziz defeats. Got it right. <laughs> defeats. Let's go. Kevin Owens uh, to retain the championship. And in the main event match, a tag team match of Dominic and Rey Mysterio uh, defeating Chad Gable and Otis. Um, Yeah, go on. Go ahead. I thought it was a great episode. (laughs) Yeah. The Cesaro-Roman Reigns stuff was solid. The Daniel Bryan stuff solid. They set up the match for next week with Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Um, Also, Netflix. The next episode will get Big E versus Apollo Crews within the Continental title. So they're going to have a pretty good little rating out of that too. And if Daniel Bryan loses, he's banished from WWE, whatever that means. I just think um, he's going to go spend a bit of time with his kids, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put past him. Um, The retirement stipulation in WWE is so... Meaningless, and this isn't even a Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels retirement stipulation. I mean, the ones where you've seen them uh, be quote fired, um, and then they're shipped or, off to Raw in, from SmackDown, or indefinitely suspended, which we will talk about later. Mm. Um, when we get to Raw, we will talk about suspensions. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah, well, this isn't really a retirement thing. This is a banishment, so it just means Roman Reigns wants him gone. Oh, no, but a babyface is going to make the decision to bring Daniel Bryan back at some point to get heat from Roman. So it'll work out. Um, Maybe Bryan can go off and find Eric Redbeard to come back. Oh, yeah, put them together again. That was great. Oh, yeah, Redbeard's known the company. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, uh, future endeavoured last year. Mm. Mm. Happy one-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. A hundred and something people. Mm. Speaking of uh, one years, because I haven't been over to Saudi Arabia for a year, does the Crown Prince just tack on an extra year onto their contract 
because they can't fulfill those shows in that amount of time. I have no idea how that works. Or do they just not get paid? I think he'd be going, no, you're still coming over here once this is done. Yeah, I think so. I think whatever the prince wants, he gets. I want Yokozuna, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, his, his random chubby guy in sumo outfit. Um, oh, was, it wasn't... Oh, it's not um, the Impact guy, it was someone else. No, oh. so it was an actual Japanese sumo guy. It's going to drive me nuts now. Uh, I'm positive it was just an actual sumo wrestler. Yeah, it was. Um... Greatest Royal Rumble, if the one, if that's what you're trying to find. Yeah, it's not um, Falabar, it's somebody else. Yeah, he's not a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. I can't uh, think of his name. No one could. Because <laughs> uh, he's not a wrestler. It was his first ever match and his last ever match. Uh, that guy? It. Yeah, Hiroki Sumi. Sumi? No, Su Yu. Um, <laughs> but, um, he's a retired sumo wrestler. Yeah. Apparently, okay. a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, seems like it. But, um, one of Eliza's friends wants to is like training to be a sumo wrestler. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm like, oh, do I? No, I'm trying to lose weight, not put it on. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, um, I suppose. How did we get here? Uh, this is what we do. Welcome to the wrap, folks. Uh, I've lost where I was. Talking... Um, we just finished. Oh, yeah. Selling shows if they go on because it's been a year since uh, Redbeard got future endeavoured. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, good episode of SmackDown, I thought. Yep. Um, Really highlighted by the Cesaro, Brian, Uzo, Rawlins opener and the um, IC match. The closing tag was all right, um, but Gable and Otis aren't as good together as Dominic and Ray. Yeah. Um, thumbs up for me. What about yourself? Yeah, thumbs up. This is really rare that we kick off the rap with three thumbs up in a row. Oh, don't worry. I think the streak's about to come to an end as we talk about TNA Global Force Wrestling and for Mal presents Impact Wrestling Rebellion 2021. Let's get into it. Now, did you watch the Impact on Thursday in the lead up to this? I watched bits of it. Anything of note from the bits you watched? Um, not really. Some good Don Callis stuff. A surprisingly fantastic Brian Myers promo, to be honest with you. Um, like, really good. Like, I didn't expect it, and I'm a Brian Myers mark. So, yeah, um, not too much. What about AEW? Because I don't remember AEW mentioning Rebellion was happening this weekend. Yeah, they mentioned it. Okay, it must have been when I left the room to get a drink. It was during the Mox... Uh, the promo with the elite with the young bucks and 
Omega and Callus and the Good Brothers in that trailer thing that Moxley drove into. Yeah, that's when I went to get a drink, and then I came back, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, fair enough, then. Because I thought it being this weekend and your championships on the line, you would have been plugging it a bit harder all night. But uh, <laughs> I guess it is what it is, and we'll get there. Commentary team of Nobody's Boy, Matt Stryker, and fan favourite, Eurocontinental champion, D'Lo Brown. You're looking at the real deal now. Ooh. Yeah, D'Lo, good man. <laughs> yep. Um, kicking off the way most, <laughs> almost every TNA pay-per-view in history has, X Division. Yeah. Um, what what a fun match. Freeway uh, X Division championship match. Ace Austin. <laughs> no, it's not Lockie Hendricks, as Brayden was saying on Brewery Brawl. <laughs> I told yeah. I told you this off air that the guys were saying that um, lover boy Lockie Hendricks looks a lot like Ace Austin. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I never thought about it before, but it does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so Ace Austin, the champ with Madman Fulton versus TJP versus Josh Alexander. And Josh Alexander picks up the victory here, becoming the new Impact X Division champion. Correct. Uh, yeah. Good. Perfect decision. Good opener. Um, now, his partner in the North, they signed with NXT, didn't they? No. No. Ethan Page is in AEW. AEW. Showed up in the main event. Attacked Darby and Jungle Boy. Yeah, I get confused whose partners where now. <laughs> There's a lot to watch. Um, yeah, good, good opener. X Division's always fun. Uh, thumbs up for me. Highly recommend going and checking that one out. Yeah, Next was man. the eight-man tag team match of Violent by Design, Dina, Joe Doran, and Rhino with Eric Young and the replacement for Eric Young. W. Mosley? Morrissey. Yeah, the uh, the former Big Cass and Cass XL. Yeah, he looked so good here. Like, just physically looked incredible. Like, best shape I've ever seen him in. Um, yeah. uh, what's the podcast? Deep Impact with Davey and S- John Ceno? Yeah, I believe that's yeah. what Yeah, it's I just finished listening to that earlier today. Um, and they referred to him as a gigantic edge, which he kind of did look like a gigantic edge in this. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I thought it was great to see him. Uh, the name's got to go. Kaz XL is a great name. He should have kept that. Uh, w. Morrissey, I get it. His shoot name is William Morrissey, but that is not a marketable name. So what, you're going to bring Shawn Michaels in as M. Hickenbottom? No, you're not. Hickenbottom, um, see it, the Alamo. <laughs> uh, old uh, voodoo kin mafia. Yeah, exactly. More TNA references. Um, so yeah, violent by design and former Cass take on uh, 
Eddie Edwards, Willie Mack, and the Beer Guns team of Saban and Storm. Uh, yeah. With Violent by Design and uh, Morrissey picking up the win here. Yeah, it really put over Morrissey. Uh, they kind of made it seem kind of obvious that Morrissey's not a part of this completely dead faction, thank God. Um, although I like Rhino in it. He does this crazy eye thing, which is just amusing to me. Um, yeah, Joe Doring, I had hopes for him, but no thank you. Um an absolute waste of a pay-per-view match for Chris Sabin or Eddie Edwards or James Storm or Billy Mack. Or Rhino. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll let you talk about the next match, kind sir. Okay, so... um, Davey and Sino seemed to think that this was a worked injury finish, but... I don't know, maybe Cardona's working this, but on his, like, Patreon page, he's like, yeah, my kneecap went out of place. That's what happened at the end of this match. Ooh. <laughs> um, so he got his kneecap put back in place. And he said, I could be okay, but we're going to do more tests and stuff. Um, I thought this was a pretty good 10 minutes until the finish happened and his knee buckled and apparently his kneecap went out of line. Um, good on him for still being able to stand up for the finish to take another bump. Uh, I think Brian Myers winning is the right call because I think Brian Myers has been a fantastic heel on Impact each week. His promos have been absolutely outstanding. Uh, I love the name of his lariat finisher, the roster cut. Uh, very good. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was okay. Uh, felt like a chapter one for a longer story. I expect these two to have a gimmick match of some form at Slammiversary down the road. Yeah, yeah. I, I expect that too. Um, hearing. That's what happened. His knee went out. Um, Now, I may be wrong because my mind is just shot today. Um, Did he knock it back into place? Like at ringside or did he do it backstage? Backstage, apparently. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, at least it wasn't on broadcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's just disgusting. We've seen enough bad things on broadcast television thanks to combat sports this week uh did you see chris weidman i seen the clip yeah yeah the same guy that fought anderson silver and anderson silver did the exact same thing against chris weidman the silver curse caught on and the exact same thing happened to weidman crazy um just disgusting um yeah, so good. Yeah, I thought it was good. It it's a mid card match. It wasn't meant to rock anyone's socks off completely, though it was a storytelling sort of thing, setting up for the future. Um yeah, I thought it was alright. Yeah, I agree. Um following that, impact knockout tag team title match. 
Fire and Flav, Kira Hogan and Tasha Stills, the champions, versus Jordan Grace and Rachel Allering with Jazz in their corner. And Jordan and Rachel uh, pick up the win here, becoming the new knockout tag team champions. Yeah. Um, Rachel Ellering is a fantastic pickup. Um, I believe she's dating Chris Hero, so I hope that leads to him turning up. Um, yeah, Rachel Ellering's a great pickup. Works great with Jordan Grace. I think it was time for Fire and Flavor to drop those knockouts tag titles. Jordan Grace needs a title. She's been pretty much failing in title matches since I started watching Impact last year. So, she has that great um, uh, emergence on woman match, though, with uh, Diana. Yeah. Yeah, which she didn't win, did she? <laughs> That's kind of my point. Is Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, she keeps failing in title matches, so she did need a win eventually, and yeah, she's finally got some Gold for the first time in about a year. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid match. Yeah, I look forward to seeing Grace and Ellering. I find it interesting that you got some straight up baby faces as the knockouts tag champs now. Almost setting up for three months' time for a couple of iconic heels to show up and challenge for those belts. Ah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more. Yeah. Know what I mean? Well, it was a little bit more subtle than the tease that Impact does later on in the show. Yeah, I suppose we can talk about that just before the main event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last man standing match. Trey Miguel versus Sammy Callahan. Uh, thoughts? I thought it was the best Sammy Callahan match I've seen. And I am a heavy critic of how much I hate Sammy Callahan. His style just doesn't do it for me. I don't think he looks like a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Um, he looks like a reject member of like Ricky Shane Page's 440 stable from GCW. Like, he just barely looks like an out of shape deathmatch wrestler at times. Um, but I thought this was an outstanding match. This was the best I've ever seen Sammy Callahan look in the ring, and Trey Miguel, fantastic as always. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, one of the better Sammy Callahan matches, one of the better sort of, uh, I suppose, non-standard uh, Sammy Callahan matches. Um, Trey is the other member of um. Oh, what's their name? From the Treehouse. The Rascals. MSK, yeah. The Rascals. Yeah. Um, at least he's doing something over here still while his two teammates are holding gold in the Fed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I expect um, Trey Miguel to be a good challenger for the new Impact champ at some point. Yeah, that's true too. If he but... ever defends it. <laughs> Yeah, that's another point. Um, the Impact World Tag Team Championship on the line. Finn Juice, David Finley, and, New and uh, Juice Robertson representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, your champions, 
taking on the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson representing Impact. And Finjuice win. Yeah, this match sucked. I, I honestly thought either the Good Brothers were going to win or they were going to lose and beat the crap out of Finjuice with the Young Bucks running down. And <laughs> this match was just sort of there. It just sort of did nothing. Like, I think it was a good decision for Finjuice to win because if the Good Brothers won, it makes the main event even more predictable. Um, or does I it? Think, well, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Finjuice are going to drop the belt soon and it will be to a member of the elite but it won't be the Good Brothers. It'll be the the Bucks. I think that's going to happen at some point. Um, yeah, I thought the match sucked. Good to see Juice Robinson not wearing his white tank top. Oh, you mean uh, his Blues Brothers? Yeah, he's grown his hair out. He looks a lot better than he did. Um, yeah. I just thought the match was very lame. Felt like the Good Brothers couldn't be bothered taking a bump. Like he had those dreads for ages and they just turned up and was like, oh, I don't have dreads anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> you could have done a hair match versus Suzuki. Exactly. Oh, man. These kids these days don't know the value in a good hair match. Kids these days, they don't understand. No. Um. So we get to the co-main event of the night, Impact Knockouts Championship match. Diana Perazzo with Kimberly and Susan in her corner, the defending champion versus Tennille Dashwood with Caleb with a K in her corner. Goes about 10 minutes with Diana retaining. Poor Tennille. Uh, correct person to go over, unfortunately. Unbiased. Yeah, yeah. Um, unbiased, it has to be Diona because Diona's having an incredible run. You just got to keep it going. But this match did not work. You got two like despicable heels in a, <clears throat> in a title match, but you have Tennille playing as a babyface for this entire match with no explanation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, it it felt um, very much like um, one of those weird matches you'd see sort of on um, Saturday night's main event where it'd be like two heels lower on the card, but this was for a championship. And it just, I don't know if Sank was off or if someone's hurt or if it just didn't click because I felt it was good. But looking back on it, I think that's just my Aussie biased wishing yeah. it to be good for Tennille's sake. Yeah. Um, one notable thing that happened was after the match, we got the return of Taylor Wilde after like 10 years. Ooh. Yeah, so that was cool. I was excited to see her back in the business. She looked really good. Um, making the save for the heel Tennille Dashwood. I don't know. Like I said, the whole roles in this match just didn't make any sense. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, very confusing to me. Um, I suppose before we get to the main event itself, uh, do you want to touch on some of the teasers? Yeah, so they did pretty much did an exact duplicate of the ad they played before Slammiversary last year. Except this time we see teasers of Samoa Joe, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, uh, the former Laurel Van Ness, the hot mess. Um, I'm excited for her to come to Impact. Anyway, uh, who else did we see teasers for? Okada, Naito, Great Muta. We saw a Mexican flag. So that could either be in reference to, I guess, Andrade, maybe Kalisto, I guess, because he's a lucha guy. Um, an Aussie flag. I wonder who that's in reference to. Um, yeah, so it was just like a heap of little things that were teased. Uh, like last year, they teased so many people. They teased like the Hurricane and Kurt Angle and like all these people that just didn't come. So. Like, yeah, they teased all these people today, and what we'll get at Slammiversary is, like, Tucker and Mojo Rawley. Whoa. Yeah, Tucky. 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 Anyway, that was Impact Rebellion. Let's move on. Uh, we have to talk about the main event, don't we? Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> let me just preface this by saying I like Mara Nalo as a person. I like what he's done for mental health awareness. However, I do not enjoy his commentary. I do not ah. enjoy his over-the-top mannerisms on commentary. I do not enjoy his pointless pop culture references on commentary. Yeah, every single thing has to be a bloody pun with that, man. And I just... It's not necessary. So, yeah, he he joins both D'Lo and Matt Stryker. Yeah, and not to mention, like, Mauro Ranallo, yeah, like you said, I respect him all that. Like, what he's done for mental health, fantastic. But he is my least favourite commentator in the world at the moment. Josh Matthews? <sighs> nah. Rather, I'd rather listen to Josh Matthews than Maro. Josh um, Matthews and Madison Rain. Well, that's close, but I can think of a worse team. Here you go. Maro Ronaldo and Matt Stryker. Oh, my God. Matt Stryker is, like, second on my list. So having these two together, and, like, Matt Stryker trying to sound like the relatable geek with like all these facts and he's like he said something and he couldn't think of a date or a thing to back up the fact that he just said and he's like no i swear to god just google it okay you're meant to be coming up with the facts mate don't tell us to go google yeah so this match is for both rich swan's impact wrestling championship his TNA wrestling championship that he beat Moose for last month or the month before, Kenny Omega's 
AEW Championship, but it's not for Kenny Omega's AAA Championship. <laughs> so one man will become at least a three-time, or if Kenny wins, a four-time champion. Mm. Uh, now, this match has Aubrey Edwards ringside as the AEW official on the outside. It has... Uh, Impact referee guy on the inside. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, in Omega's corner is Don Callis, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson. And in Rich Swan's corner is Eddie Edwards and Willie Mack. And by ringside is Tony Khan, like cheering on Kenny. This match is fine. Um, there's a spot where um, they're on the outside by the ramp. Kenny goes to do like a a flip to put Rich Swan in a back body drop on the apron, but Swan sort of hits the ropes and lands squarely on the top of his head. I don't know what was going on there, but Mara makes a comment that um, Omega's using the canvas like Picasso. Uh, Picasso. Yeah, gross. And then we get to the seven-minute mark, and we've learned out how much prep Mara put into this match. You know, Matt, I asked Siri who would win this match, and even Siri didn't know. Why? Yeah, it's just really bad. And it was at this point that I went, I'm not watching live. I'll just go to the last minute and saw the pinfall and the celebration and went, okay, I'm done. See you later. Do you have anything else to add to this match before that? Yeah, I thought the match was going really well. Because I put it on mute. Um, <laughs> hence why, yeah, you had to show me that clip so I could know what happened. Um, anyway, it was going real well, and then it felt like 10 minutes in, Rich Swan completely gassed out. And it was a train wreck from that point forward. Like, it felt like Rich Swan was not ready I don't think he could handle this. <laughs> uh, was he not ready to go? 205. No, he was not ready to go at all. Um, yeah, this just sort of made Rich look completely outclassed. Because he just appeared to have completely gassed out. I don't know. I'm not a wrestler, so I can't completely tell. But that's... I footy the other day. Do you know how well you thought you were going to go to how well you went? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what it felt like for me. Uh, It was... Yeah. He looked like me at about three-quarter time. I was just... Yeah. It wasn't happening. (laughs) <laughs> my my arms were moving but my legs were not <laughs> like me trying to chase a loose ball to swing in my arms oh yeah I've got to move my legs too no nah, I don't want to that's how Rich Swan felt towards the end here I don't know what happened mate hopefully it was not an injury or anything but yeah yeah something was off and... if it was an injury surely they just go straight to the finish regardless of how much more they had. Uh, wrestlers are wrestlers sometimes. Isn't and that the... why the referee's there, though? 
Yeah, but sometimes wrestlers kayfabe shit, even to kayfabe stuff, even to the referee right in front of them. Like Mickey James. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Like a reverse Mickey James, I guess. Um, yeah, the right result. Obviously, no one came out of this thinking that Rich Swan was going to be AEW world champion. Uh, um, there was yeah. like always that possibility, but I'd say it was 0.01% of that happening. A point zero nine percent that outside interference was going to cause this match to be thrown out where no one was awarded both titles and a 99.9 percent chance that omega was going to win i i thought for sure moxley and kingston were gonna like just cause a no contest and that's how you're gonna end the pay-per-view yeah i thought horrible i thought a few weeks out when we were um when it was first sort of announced, that's what was gonna happen. But as the weeks got closer and closer and AEW wasn't talking this up as much, I thought for sure Mega's gonna win both titles. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> right end to your pay per view, impacts doing a full impact, which is no surprise to anyone. No. The the company will shoot itself in the foot to spite themselves. Mm-hmm. I I do not understand that company, nor its parent company. But on the upside, we got such great podcasts as Post Wrestling. Yep. Up next, and Sunday night's main event. So thank you, Amphamel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the weird thing is. If they probably put up a paywall, we would have all paid to keep them there. <laughs> yep, definitely. Oh, uh, well, that's enough side talk on that. Um, overall thoughts of the pay-per-view, anything you'd recommend to go check out other than the, the weird gas swan for, what you say, 20 minutes, uh, 10 minutes yeah. of a 20-minute match? Yeah, uh, check out the last man standing match with Trey Miguel, Sammy Callahan. Check out the opening X Division match with TJP, Ace Austin, and Josh Alexander. Besides that, yeah, thumbs in the middle for me. Yeah, I'd agree. Thumbs in the middle. Um, check out last man standing. Check out the the X Division. The X Division's always fun. Yep. Um. Now, main event, would you have said thumbs up before I showed you that clip because you were watching on mute or thumbs sideways? Uh, the main event was always a thumbs down for me. Yeah, I it agree. Was, it was one of the worst Omega matches I've seen in a long time. And it wasn't because of Omega. Yeah, I agree. Um, thumbs down. Uh yeah. The pay-per-view overall, there wasn't anything else, I'd say, overly bad. Mm. But for what your main event was, what stock you're putting in, and where do you go with Omega now he's holding so much gold? Even though he is unified Impact World Champion, he has two belts for the Impact Championship. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you see him going 
do you see him being stripped of this title? Do you see something happening? Because was it Aubrey who counted the pinfall here? Yeah, well, I think the whole thing was they were teasing it was going to be some screwy finish, but it was fairly clean as a whistle. So, and Aubrey was a assigned referee, so that's fine. I think the decision stands. I think he is the champion. He's going to hold it for about six months and not defend it. Ah, the old John Moxley approach. Well done, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Because it's not like he's been defending his AAA title much. Yeah, wasn't there someone who went down? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, The last time someone had one of those titles, it was Tessa who went down to Mexico and then didn't come home and was stripped. Yeah. Anyhow, um, thumb sideways impact. Um, <laughs> uh, highly recommend you go check out if you want the YouTube clip of Brian Alvarez losing his mind over the main event. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, do you have time for Raw? Yeah, sure. Oh, gosh. I do not like Raw because it's three hours and there's no reason in the world it should be three hours other than TV money. Thank you, Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um... Raw would be so much bloody better if it was just two hours. Give me two hours. Raw would be so much better if it was like a 10-minute YouTube video. <laughs> well, yes, of course. But, I mean, if it's um, if it's two hours, you're not having, oh, here's what you missed the first hour, and here's a replay again in the third hour for the second hour replay. I will argue your point and say... SmackDown is two hours, and they still do that all the time. Yeah, it's a WWE formula, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, now, going into Raw, I always check this to see if it's worth watching Raw live. Your announced match this week was Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre versus Mason T-Bar. Did I watch live? Hell no. Uh, I saw bits of it. I yeah. sort of joined in a bit late. I uh, don't blame you. So, uh, results I'm able to see here is uh, Mace and T-Bar defeat Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre via countout, which then results in Braun Strowman... Uh, where the hell are we? Uh because Braun Strowman ends up... Da, 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 da. Where the hell am I? I don't know. Who cares? Raw. <laughs> what do you see? Oh, God. Hang on. Let me pull up something so I can try to remember what happened. Okay. All right. So... Mason T-Bar beat Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre by count-out. Uh, Damien Priest and New Day beat The Miz, Elias, and Jackson Riker. Who cares? Again. Sonya Deville comes out, says Adam Pearce rushed to suspend Charlotte Flair last week and wants to hear Charlotte's side of the story. Charlotte apologizes to the referee. 
Pierce and WWE management for her wrongs. Referee accepts her apology. Sonia says Charlotte paid a hundred thousand dollar fine and her suspension is over, even though it hadn't really started because she got suspended after Raw and she got suspended from Raw. So <laughs> she was technically suspended for like thirty minutes. Um, You're suspended from Raw talk. Yeah. Well, that's where she got suspended. So, (laughs) the referee ends up getting forced to apologize to Charlotte. Who cares? Charlotte's just, I am not a Charlotte Flair fan. But she's going to break her dad's record soon once she defeats Rhea in a triple threat at Backlash WrestleMania. That's fine. Whatever. Um, we had Humberto Carrillo and Sheamus again. Who cared? Um, Sheamus. Sheamus has been putting out some blinders. He is great, but Humberto. Uh, we had a Bobby Lashley promo. Randy Orton and Riddle have officially formed the team RK Bro. Terrible. No, I'm I'm all in on it. They're doing this odd couple thing. I think it's great. Yeah. Say what you want about Riddle outside the ring. I wholeheartedly agree with a lot of the stuff that's said about him. But I think his on-screen character is very, very funny. Just ridiculously funny. I don't know. I'm into it. Um... Oh, we had a weird thing where Angel Garza gave Nia Jax flowers for some reason, I guess. Very good. Uh, they're still doing the gimmick where Nia Jax keeps slipping over on things. <sighs> Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler beat Oscar, Lana, and Naomi. Even though earlier on in the night, Rhea Ripley cut a babyface promo against Charlotte Flair, but now she's teaming with the heels what no you told me you told me last week on nxt she had turned face and now she's a face on raw but she's a heel again well she cut a baby face promo about charlotte flair and (laughs) they controlled the crowd reaction so there was cheers during rhea ripley's promo and then later on in the night, she teams with the heel tag champs. Is she wrestling as a heel? Yes. For, you know, that's it. It is no longer the Paul White Award. It is now the Rhea Ripley Award. No, she's nowhere well near there. She's nowhere near it yet. Oh, she's beating his times twice <laughs> in one night? Four times well, in a week? No, it's not that she, she ever turned. It's just every time she turns up on TV, she's a different thing. It's not that she has had multiple heel turns or multiple face turns. It's just they keep forgetting what she is by the looks of things. Um, Yeah, but I get your point. Uh, Alexa Bliss does a promo with a puppet. No one cared. Um, Charlotte Flair beat Mandy Rose. Uh, the main event was Braun Strowman beating Drew McIntyre after Bobby Lashley, MVP, Mace, and T-Bar all got involved. 
It's now going to be Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman in a triple threat match for the WWE title at Backlash. I'm not calling it the other thing. Um, Also notable from Raw, it is the third Raw in a row that we have not seen AJ Styles and Omos at. We have not seen them since they won the tag titles at WrestleMania. What? Uh, uh, In this day and age, there might be reasons for that. Cough, cough. Which I could totally have seen someone catching something at WrestleMania. That makes sense to me. Uh, But yeah. AJ Styles and Omos being off for three weeks without any explanation is... Like, cut a promo. Like, you explained it when Drew McIntyre was out because of COVID, so you could do something like that. Um, yeah. So, that's that. Yeah. What? This Rhea thing is still puzzling to me. So, is she supposed... So, she's, she's a face when she talks and makes appearances... But when she wrestles, she's a heel. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so what's Asuka? She's a baby face. She's a flat-out baby face. Okay, and what's Charlotte? Heel. Flat-out heel? Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's it, isn't it? It's Shades of Grey, but their version of Shades of Grey is, oh, how do you get someone to be a tweener? It's not have them be neutral in their actions. It's uh, have them do an equal amount of good and bad things. So how about, oh, yeah, they'll cut a baby face promo and then wrestle like a heel. That's a tweener. <laughs> yeah, it's it not good. Oh, man. Um, speaking of tag champs, have the Daddy Dogs been on SmackDown last yeah. week? Uh, I think they did a promo or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they had a stare down with the Mysterios or some shit. Something. Jesus. Yeah. Sure, on YouTube, not? Alex. Be nice. Yeah. It is good. Ah, oh, man. Um, that is so, so, so weird. Um, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Rhea then. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes no sense. So she's not actually turning, but they are literally 50-50-ing her booking on the same show when she speaks to when she wrestles. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Speaking of Shades of K, maybe that'll be the move seen on Impact that costs their tag champs the titles. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. Ah, oh, man. So this has been uh, fun as ever. Do you want to do the little pluggity plug plugs? Yeah. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. Follow us 
at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, WrestlingOzStyle. That is AUS in the middle, not OZ. That's why I say that every week. Uh, you can follow us. Yeah, I've already said that. Bugger. Um, it was so also... nice he said it twice. Yeah, well, just follow us anyway. Um, and you can follow Chris at... at I am Chris Funder as well. You can go back listen to the entire Wrestling All-Star Archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, the weekly wrestling wrap on YouTube, or using the RSS feed found in the show notes below for your podcast of choice. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you all next time. Hey, Siri, do you think this outro was any good? And Siri couldn't give me an answer. Oh, my God, I actually set off my Siri.